0: Jesus Christ is our living hope. and Right now, I want to invite a couple of young ladies to come join me up on the platform who are here to declare that Jesus Christ is their living hope. And so Holly and Morgan, if you could join me up here on the platform. Holly and Morgan, um, well, Holly is a junior at Kenowa Hills and Morgan is a sixth grader up at Sparta. And they come here today Uh, to profess their faith in Jesus Christ. And as they're making their way up here, I just want to let you know that over the past couple weeks, both Holly and Morgan have appeared before our shepherding team, and they gave an excellent witness and testimony to their faith in Jesus Christ. But now they stand before you, their church family, to publicly declare that Jesus is King. And as you listen to their testimony, it's really my hope and prayer that you will be able to sit back and enjoy and remember the promise of scripture that says if we confess with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, and if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So Holly and Morgan, before you read your testimonies, I wanna ask you a couple questions. First question is this, Holly and Morgan, do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you acknowledge that you are a sinner sinful by nature but by the grace of God alone your sins have been forgiven and your old nature put to death through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross so that you may be brought to newness of life what is your answer all right Holly tell me who is your Lord and Savior Morgan tell me who is your Lord and Savior all right Just like Jessica did, hold that microphone up nice and close and share your testimony with our church.
1: I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, God blessed me with friends and family who raised me in him. I accepted Jesus into my heart very young. The church I spent the younger part of my childhood at was Northland Baptist. It was small and I was was close to friends there. When I was about 10, our church died out, and we had to leave. So I left behind my close friends and all the people I grew up with. We came here. The first few years I was here, I was closed off, and my parents had to make me come. I was hurt that God would take me away from my church and my friends. When I got to sixth grade, I joined the middle school youth group and still closed off. I would go each week, learn about God, and then leave. Eventually, God opened my heart, and I began to get to know people, and let people get to know me, and made some of my closest friends there. As time went on, I enjoyed going to church. The summer before I started eighth grade, I went on a mission trip to Kentucky. I learned what it meant to have a relationship with God, and what it meant to die to myself, and take up my cross to follow Jesus. It was in, that, it was in moments of my life I was lonely and upset with God, but his plan all along would lead me to him. Now, I'm doing my best to learn more about Jesus and how he lives, so I can look more like him.
0: For this testimony, let's give God praise. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. All right, Morgan, would you like to read your testimony? All righty, go for it.
1: This past year at youth group, the Bible was broken down and I could understand it more. Some reasons why I decided to follow Christ was because I felt that I was missing something in my life. Also, I felt like I was living for no purpose. How I got closer to God was that seeing all the miracles in the world showed me that there is still hope. Knowing that God accepts me for me and that he won't give me too much that I can't handle comforts me in a way.
0: Awesome. And for this testimony, let's give God praise. Yes. Thank you for sharing both of you, and as I was uh, preparing this week for uh, you guys are doing your profession of faith, I couldn't help but think about your parents, Dan and Jody Koster and Kurt and Abby Ostrom, um, and, and I think we need to give you guys as parents a shout out, um, because neither Holly or Morgan would be here if it wasn't for us parents, so... Um, Yes, give them, give them a hand. Um, both of you, both sets of parents, understand what it means to be the primary disciples of your children. And yes, they both are very involved in youth group and can go there, but I don't think either one of them would be here if it wasn't for you as parents pouring into them on a daily basis. You as parents make a Sunday morning worship an absolute priority. And Kurt and Abby, I know you guys read your uh, youth group Bible reading and questions every single day. Um, and those are the types of things uh, that really lead up in the long run to students doing their profession of faith. And so obviously God is the one who has moved in their hearts, but I also want to thank you for being a good example to all of us uh, here at this church of what it looks like to be godly parents raising your kids up in the faith. So way to go. Well, the last thing we want to do before Morgan gets baptized is pray for you. Uh, And so, Holly, I'm going to have you go down here on this side. Morgan, I'm going to have you go over here on this side. And if you are a family member or a friend uh, or if you're involved in the youth group and want to come lay hands on Holly or Morgan, please make your way forward. If you're on the shepherding team, feel free to make your way forward if you're a youth leader. And I have asked uh, two youth leaders to pray for... Morgan and Holly, and so Erica Simons is a high school youth group leader uh, Who has been really involved in Holly's life, and she's going to open us in prayer And then I want to invite Nicole Stayhauer also uh, She's a middle school youth leader, and she's going to be praying for Morgan. So Erica. Do you want to start us off?
2: God today we come to you with joyful hearts And we know that we can celebrate today because it's so evident through Holly's testimony in her life that she has been transformed by your spirit, and God, for that we praise you, because we know that you've brought her from death to life. And God, we ask that you continue to show Holly that obedience is not a limitation in what she's able to do in her life, but instead it's an opportunity that you've given her to walk into the freedom of the life that you've created her to live. God, we pray that you continue to show Holly um, your goodness through your word and through your presence, and we pray that others would see see you uh, through her life. We pray, God, that you would make her your vessel I'm um, your vessel of good news, the good news of the gospel and of grace and of hope to others. We pray that through her life, you would be brought glory. We love you, Lord. Um, we pray that you continue to, to grow in Holly. You would grow in her, um, her love for you, and you would lead her. And um, We wait in eager expectation to see what she will do for your kingdom. Thank you, Lord.
1: Lord, you are a good God, and you are a gracious God. Lord, we come before you today to uh, lift up Morgan and to thank you for her. Lord, I thank you for uh, showing yourself to her and giving her the courage to give her profession of faith today and get baptized today. Lord, we thank you for moving in her life and we ask that you continue to move her um, throughout these next few years. Lord, thank you for being good to her and showing yourself to her. Lord, we ask that you continue to use her as your tool. We ask that you use her for whatever plans you have for her. We thank you for all that you've done and for the many blessings that you've given to us, including her. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, amen.
3: Okay, I wanna invite Morgan to come and join me up here at the baptismal font. As we've already talked about today, water is a symbol. Of the sign and seal of the Holy Spirit being given to us when we become believers in Jesus Christ. Morgan, you can go ahead and come on and step up. You can take your shoes off. It might be easier that way. Come on in. I'm going to invite you to go ahead and sit right here. Jesus' call to his disciples is really simple. Yeah, you can go ahead and sit right there. It's to believe. To turn our lives towards Jesus, to repent of the world, and to run towards him, and to be baptized, brothers and sisters. And our little sister has already shared her faith in Jesus today. So today we come to the renewing, the restoring, and the refreshing waters of baptism as our little sister says yes to Jesus Christ. Here we remember what Jesus has done for us, and we get to share in the promise when we share it in life with him. So, Morgan Renee Ostrom. I baptize you in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death and raised with him to new life. (laughs)
0: Amen. Yes. Yes. Orchard Hill. I think we all witnessed a miracle um, with Holly and uh, with Morgan. Here are two people... Uh, including Jessica, too, Uh, two people or three people who said, I am done living life the way I want to live life. It's a miracle because they have, as Holly's testimony said, denied themselves in order to live for Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing about this morning is because of Jessica's and Morgan's and Holly's profession of faith, because of their faith in Jesus Christ and through God's grace, we know that they have crossed over from death to life. We know that they no longer are on the path to eternal damnation, but they have eternal salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And I have a feeling that there are many people here who have yet to experience what it means to cross over from death to life. There are many people here today who probably uh, have no idea what it means to live a life for Jesus Christ. There are many people here who come into this building simply to support a family member or a friend. There are many of you who might just come into this church week after week just to please your spouse and and say, hey, I'm here in a pew on Sunday morning. But I want to share with you the greatest news you could ever experience. I want you to know and trust in Jesus Christ because some of you here today are suppressing God, saying, God, get out of my life. God, I know you're pursuing me, but God, get out of here. I want to suppress you out. Some of you are here today and just rebelling against God. Saying, God, I want to live life the way I want to live life. Others of you just completely reject God. Say, God, I want nothing to do with you. And for all of you, if that describes you, rather, then I want to share with you uh, for the next couple minutes the greatest news you can ever hear. And it all begins with God. God created you to be in a relationship with him. God created you uh, to have a personal, intimate relationship with him. And if you're asking, how is that possible? How could this transcendent God, why would he even want to be in a relationship with me? But in the Garden of Eden, that is what God did. He created mankind to be in an intimate relationship with him. That is where we find our true life. That is where we find hope. That is where we find satisfaction. That is where we have a full life. But the bad news is we can't have that intimate relationship that God designed. We can't have that because Romans 3.23 in our Bible say, for all have sinned. That means you have sinned, I have sinned. You have disobeyed God, I have disobeyed God. And because of that, Romans 6.23 says, the consequence of sin is death, physical death spiritual death. You and I, because we have sinned, deserve eternal damnation, eternal separation from God. But God did something about that separation. Two thousand-ish years ago, Jesus Christ came to this earth, and Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, a life of moral purity, a life of complete obedience to the will of God the Father. But despite living this life of absolute perfection, the world wanted to kill him. The one person who has ever walked this earth that doesn't deserve death died. He was crucified. And so what the worldly leaders did, they they arrested Jesus, they beat Jesus, they spit upon Jesus, they mocked Jesus, said, Hail, King of the Jews, right? And then they pierced him. They nailed him to the cross. The crucifixion of Jesus was a brutal, brutal event. But the crucifixion of Jesus, the physical aspect wasn't the worst part. You see, when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, God the Father poured out his wrath upon his one and only son. God the Father poured out his wrath, poured out judgment upon Jesus Christ as he hung there on the cross. So much wrath and so much judgment that the Bible says the world went dark for three hours, so much judgment that the ground shook. And after Jesus experienced the wrath of God, the judgment of God up on the cross, he died. And if you're sitting here asking why would God do that? Why would God pour out his judgment on his perfect son? The book of Isaiah tells us. Says Jesus he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Jesus Christ was pierced on a cross. Because of your sin and my sin. He died the death on the cross because we lived lives of disobedience. And the book of Isaiah continues by saying, The punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. And by Jesus' wounds, we are healed. Why did Jesus die on a cross? It was to reconcile us back to God the Father. Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. Jesus paid the punishment that we were supposed to get. And I often explain it to kids at youth group like this. Let's say I was in high school and I punched somebody in the face and I go down to the principal's office and he says, uh, Greg, you have a 10-day suspension for punching somebody. But the gospel is kind of like a perfect 4.0 student who never gets in trouble going into the principal's office and saying, hey, I know I've never done anything wrong in my life, but I want to take the suspension on behalf of Greg. That's what Jesus did for my sin. That's what Jesus did for your sin. And the good news doesn't end there. After Jesus died, they placed him in a tomb. And after laying in a tomb for three days, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, he declared he had victory over sin. He declared he had victory over death. And the Bible tells us in Romans 10, as I already mentioned, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. This time, could I just have everybody bow your head and close your eyes? I just want to ask you two questions. Regardless of how long you have been a Christian, regardless of how long you have been here, regardless uh, if, if this is your first week in a church, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you believe that Jesus Christ died a sacrificial death on the cross for your sin, if you believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead, would you just raise your hand? Whether you've been a Christian all your life, whether this is your first week here, good. Everybody, can put your hands down. Now, lastly, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to ask a question to all of those uh, here today who suppress God. For everyone here today who is suppressing God, rejecting God, rebelling against God, this question is for you. If you believe and the perfect life, sacrificial death, and the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is today the day that you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ in the same way Jessica did? Is today the day that you need to repent of your wickedness and begin to pursue Jesus Christ? And if that is you, would you raise your hand saying, I want to claim Jesus Christ. I want to receive Jesus Christ and live my life for him and him alone. If your hand is raised, I just want you to pray this prayer. Just pray this prayer to yourself. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I deserve hell. But God, I believe that your son Jesus lived the perfect life that I couldn't. I believe your son Jesus died a sacrificial death on the cross. I believe that he was risen from the dead. I commit my life to you, God. I am done living a life of wickedness. I am done living my life for sin, for pleasure, and for my own doing. And so God, Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you lead me to live a life for you and you alone? And all God's people said, Amen. amen.
4: are here today and that was a commitment that you made, I just want to encourage you to tell somebody, to let somebody know that that was a step of faith that you made and uh, you may stop by the connection corner in the back, we have some resources that maybe will help you on your your walk, Uh, also we'll have some people forward here at the end that would love to pray with you and encourage you, so just, uh, we're on your side, we're with you, this is a great thing that you have done, uh, making that step of faith and so I want to encourage you Uh, to at least uh let somebody know that message that greg shared is a message that should be on the lips of all god's people all god's people says always be prepared to share the hope that is within you and that's one of the uh the 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 convictions that we take with us as people here at orchard hill church and so also in the back in the connection corner you can find a little bracelet like this which has uh it's the four And it's the four symbols for the gospel, which Greg just shared with us. And I encourage you to pick one of those up and wear one. So as people ask you about Jesus, you'll be reminded and uh, you'll know how to share that gospel and that hope that you have within you. Because all of us have a story. We all have a story. We heard Morgan's story. Uh, We heard Holly's story. We heard Jessica's story. They're all stories of good news. And uh, good news is not to keep, is it? Good news is to share. And uh, my prayer is that many more of you will join us at our next Party Popper Sunday as we as we celebrate the new life in Jesus Christ. It's been a beautiful morning to celebrate, and I just want to ask you to get your Party Poppers out. Because this morning, Orchard Hill, we we have witnessed God doing just a tremendous work in a lot of different ways. And so right now, I just ask for Jessica, and for Miley, and for Hudson, and for Holly, and for Morgan...